Happy New Year <laughs> to everybody in the house, everybody watching uh, out there in TV, TV land. Uh, uh, before I open it up, uh, we apologize. We had a little glitch in uh, yesterday's video production. So when you see it on Facebook, stuff like that, it looks like it's just a, the advertisement of the service. But it's actually, if you hit the, the photo, it's actually the video. But we're going to um, re-edit it and resend it back out like with... Uh, uh, so you'll realize it's um, Midnight Cry in particular, so we'll take care of that. Uh, but in the meantime, if you share it with somebody, let them know they got to hit the photo. <laughs> uh, it's just on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a just a little uh, glitch in the display. All right. Um, we'll we'll talk about the uh, the uh, the play here uh, towards the end here, but let's. Uh, Let's let's get into talking about what God wants us to talk about there. Before I get into the word, um, we 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 cast a vision every year for the church. You know, I know we've been casting a vision every year in our house since 1992, and I thank God for teaching us vision back in 1992 because it shaped our life. Like every every we're playing off of something, and so throughout your life you have. Uh, what the Lord told me years ago, you have purpose decisions and you have opportunity decisions. And sometimes it's so easy to jump out, the, jump at the opportunities because they look like they're, uh, it's going to be fulfillment. So you, you get a level of success and stuff like that, but every opportunity is not purposed. You know, that's why the scripture says, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, it says all things uh, uh, are lawful, but not expedient, you know, not best, right? When it says all things lawful, that means we pretty much, because we have choice, we can do anything. But everything is not best. So we can find ourselves uh, spinning our wheels. I know a, a powerful businessman. Business was thriving. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to say the, the actual business. Uh, business was thriving. And so he saw an opportunity. And the opportunity was to, to purchase this structure and renovate it. So they sold it to him cheap. So he's like, I can afford this. So he buys it, takes advantage of the opportunity. But what it costs to renovate it was more than it would have cost if he would have bought a brand new, high, super high rise. This, this, this is state of the art. And so he has such a wonderful business because it was a family and, and nobody was thirsty and greedy. Can't get no satisfaction. Y'all know, y'all go back and look at thirsty and greedy. Um, and so all the employees were happy because of how he took care of the employees. Holidays, Christmas, bring everybody around. Well, well because he bought the building, he couldn't do that. So he changed everything, and he became thirsty. And so now he has his employees are upset, right? Now the business is not rolling. And he just, and from that point on, he had to keep changing things, right? Because he jumped out of the opportunity and didn't ask God, was it purposed, right? And so, so, so what vision does, vision keeps us locked in. And so, so, you know, we talked about this in Bible Study Fellowship on Friday at 12 o'clock, you know, just... You know, writing a vision and, and we'll hit, you know, your, your vision is where are you with God for the year? You know, what is God saying about your walk with him, your relationship with him and growing in him and what he wants to do in your life? And then it's, you know, if you're married is, you know, how's the marriage going to be? Like, what is God saying about the marriage? You know, because sometimes you could check out, right, of marriage. You know that, right? You could be like glorified roommates, right? Where are you going to be in the marriage? And then where are you going to be? Uh, as, as it relates to what do you believe in or where uh, for family, extended family, friends, and loved ones, right? You could be believing for people to, you know, because you can forget about the, peop the other people, right? Like you're so busy climbing, you forgot that you have other people in your life, right? You have, that ever happened to you? Okay, we got a, a couple of people that's happened to. Right, and then, of course, fourth, even though some, some people might be first, is our desires, Right? And so, so, so the scripture says in Habakkuk 2, um, not getting into the vision yet, but I want to set the stage for it. But Habakkuk 2, uh, it says, write the vision and make it plain, that they can run with it, that read it. Now, now, now this whole vision thing can be tough. Uh, so, so I told you we started in 1992. So, you know, I'm, we're 1992. Uh, we're this 30, is. No, 30, we're 30. No. So that's 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, my mom over there said, you guys are 60? 
okay? Right? So, wow. Well, that's 30 years ago, right? And so that's when we met. We met October 18th, 1992. Got married August uh, 21st, 1993, 10 months later, right? Uh, a wonderful thing ever since. But that vision has helped us. Because, but when we first start right now, I'm the visionary, right? I'm the visionary. And so the tough thing is I'm going to two people sharing what God said. Now, what God is saying it hasn't happened yet, right? So no one's seen it. No one has no measure for it, right? So I'm going to these two wonderful people, my son and my, uh, and my wife, and I'm sharing vision. I just seen the look on their face. Almost like, really, Mr. Spiritual? You know, but I have to be one look bad, right? And I think that year, what, maybe 25% of that stuff came to pass, some of it. Because um, you know in part. The scripture says you know in part, right? Now you're looking through a glass darkly, but then you'll see face to face. Vision is like a softball. As it gets closer, it gets clearer. Like if you hit a softball in the air, you look like you're right under it. But as it starts to get closer, you make adjustments to meet it. Right? So as it gets closer, it gets clearer. So, so again, I'm not supposed to be all super see everything perfect. I'm supposed to share what I do see. Right? And then I'm supposed to, that's supposed to trigger in something and to help, and the help is supposed to offer considerations as we navigate, right, to meet that vision, right? Does that make sense? Right? And so as we kept evolving and got in more harmony and got more in the face of God, we're picking up the signal better, so we started seeing clearer, right? But so 25% come back, 50%, 75%. One year, I had the, I was praying for the vision. Now, we vision people now, and all I had was the tagline. I think it was a supernatural discipline or something. And so, so I'm struggling, and she always had these dreams. I always told her to write, her down, write them down. So she had a dream, didn't know where the dream fit. All she knows, she has a dream. Babe, I had this dream. And so a lot of times she'll dream, and I'll interpret so I said, well, give me the dream. I go on my study. I said, well, Lord, interpret this. What is this? He said, that's the rest of your vision. I said, the rest of the vision? I said, how is this? It was 80% of the vision. I said, well, this doesn't make any sense. I'm the visionary. How would you give her the dream? Why you didn't give it to me? I'm supposed to be the visionary. She said, he said, yeah, I gave it to her. She didn't know where it fit because it had to plug into the overall vision. It's like she had all the pieces to the puzzle, but I had the puzzle box. Right? The puzzle box has what? The picture. The picture. <laughs> right? Right? So the pieces without the picture don't, make, don't fit, but the picture without the pieces, we can't put nothing together. Right? All right, so we took it together, and, 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 and that was our vision for that year. Right? And 80% of that stuff came to pass. So God explained to me, he says, you're the house band, husband, house band. You cover the house. You guys was under attack, right? A lot of things was happening. We was under attack. He says, so while you were under attack and protecting your house, you couldn't pick up my signal, right? So I had to send it to your radio man. You know, like in a war, you know, it's a radio person. The radio person gets the information, cast the coordinates, you know, Get the information from the ground troops on the battleship, tells the battleship where to bomb so we can advance the troops, right? And so, so, so the radio man is protected. Well, all they got is communication. So God said, I got the signal to her, right? He says, he says tell you what, you need to be listening to your wife. Don't worry about the package. Get the contents, all right? So I just want to throw that in there, you know, as you're casting vision, right? And so, so, so we, you know, we talking now, now this year, uh, we've been talking about restoration throughout the year because God has been speaking restoration throughout the year. So we all were on the same page, you know, that's why the music ministry was on the same page, everybody on the same page, because she already knew what the vision was, right? And, and, and so this vision, you write it, make it plain that they can run with it, they read it. And so we come out here to Charlotte by ourselves with $1,625 to start a church to a place we've never been with nobody. Well, that ain't happening without vision. And things came up. Opportunities came up. One time, we were just having a conversation. My wife had this opportunity. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to be doing such and such. Again, visionary. I'm sitting back going, that don't line up with what we talked about. 
But it wasn't a choice against what we were talking about. She's operating on default. We never, at that point, we had been in, in uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio. I had moved there. So she'd been there her whole life. So she's operating on her whole life default, right? You know, I, I had been there at that time for maybe uh, 18, 17, 18 years. And so, but I had to ask the question. I said, well, so sweetheart, how does this opportunity line up with our vision? And she says, you know what? It doesn't. She says, she says, honey, you know, I understand what the vision is, but from time to time, I need faith boosters. I mean, I already believe in the vision, but we need to have discussion around the vision. You know, so I'm constantly mindful of where we're going. Because there's so much coming at me that sometimes I can, I can, I'm flowing, not necessarily playing off of that. Right? And we do that now. We constantly talk about vision. Right? And, and so when things, even when it was time for us to come out here, it wasn't a surprise because we're playing off of vision. Right? So when we started recognizing the breadcrumbs. Remember the teaching the breadcrumbs? You might want to go back and look at that. Right? We started recognizing the breadcrumbs. And no matter what opportunity came, that doesn't line up with what God is telling us. Right? And so we have a piece of what God's telling us. So a lot of times we're doing things that we can, but we're not doing things that's best. And so, so, so there's a grace for it at first, right? But after a while, you notice when things start, start breaking down, that means the grace is leaving because God's saying, okay, well, at this point, we need to just be obedient. Now, just stop playing, right? Let's just stop playing, okay? Now, you're playing around, let's be obedient, right? Okay, you keep making excuses, but this came up, but that came up. Yeah, but you know, let's just do this, that, and the other, but come on. Is every year going to be, man, you know, the Lord is working on me. You know, I, I need to do better. Every year we're saying the same thing, right? As opposed to locking in the vision, right? Don't play around with it this year, right? Okay, we good? Are we all in now? So we can talk about the vision, okay? Right, right, right? And we're going to write it down. This is the thing. But I don't know if that was God. Write down what you get, Right? Like, many of you don't get all the breadcrumbs in one day. So you're just going to ignore the one? Write down what you get. Now, okay, let's say you, have this, uh, you believe you're getting a vision, but you're already doing something. You could be already in the business. You could be already at a job. You could already be doing something. I, I haven't got to the vision yet. I just want to set the table, okay? Right, you're already doing something. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 20 through 21, Sorry, people online, y'all have none of these scriptures in, in your lower thirds because this is an audible. So it's 1 Corinthians 7, it says, when you are called, abide faithful where you are. So what it's saying is when you recognize what you're called to purpose to do, still be faithful in what you are doing. So if you're called to uh, the NBA and you're working at McDonald's, you don't quit McDonald's that day when you realize you're supposed to go to the NBA. No, you still abide faithful in what you're doing and let God transition you into what he wants you to do. Right? Does that make sense? You know, you know that kind of stops all the people just quitting their jobs. Like, what are you quitting your job for? Yeah, God, God, call me in the ministry. Yeah, but can, can he transition you in there? Now you can't even see ministry because you're broke. <laughs> I didn't say no name, so don't. Pastor Carlos broke. If that's you that did that, exactly. Right? Does that make sense? The Bible faithful where you are. So, so we good? <laughs> you relate, my brother? <laughs> right? Okay, good. That's my guy. All right, so. <laughs> So, April 15th, 2022, God spoke and said, uh, Keith, this year, this upcoming year, I'm going to do, uh, what I want to do in you guys' life is supernatural restoration. I want to restore some years, right? This was April 15th, right? And, and, and when you hear restoration, uh, I know we think God's, uh, uh, oh, the things that we think we lost, it could be the, the relationship, like you're going to get back with that relationship, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, they're going to give me my job back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what we think. No, 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 no. God's not recovering the things he never meant for us to have. That's not, that's not, he's not restoring the things he never meant for us to have. He's restoring the things he wanted us to have. 
And some of those things we've never possessed. Never. And why can't you possess it? You know, the children of Israel went into the promised land and some of them didn't know how to possess their land. Because why? In their mind, they still had fears. They still saw themselves as grasshoppers. Remember when they went to spy out the land? So they come into the land and, and they start complaining. You know, like some, like, like some of us do, we complaining. Remember we talked about Wednesday comparison? We looking around at other people. So they looking around, look, they got what they supposed to get. Yeah, they possessed it. And you don't know what they did to possess it. And you don't know what they did before they got into the promised land. Well, as soon as they walked in, this is what God showed me in my dream. And so they were so busy enamored by what God showed them, they went and grabbed it. Regardless of the giants and this, that, and the other, like, God got to take care of that, but I've been waiting this, for this my whole life. But you have some people that spend all their, life, their time in the world, and even when they come around their promises, they can't see them because, you know, you got your insecurities, you got your fears, you got the, you know, I don't understand. Why is that happening for Stephanie? Stephanie got favor. Where did she get the favor from? God. Because God said when you... When you're in covenant, even when he talks about tithes and offerings, he says, I'm a part of blessing you won't have room, room enough to receive. Do you know that blessing is supernatural favor? Yes, it is. It's a verbal endorsement. God's out ahead of you opening doors. Amen. It's like motion activated blessing. You know, as soon as you take the step, like, like get smart, it opens up. And so, but since you don't see what that person is doing in their quiet time with God, you're sitting there going, well, I don't understand why they got favor. Favor ain't fair. Right? Because they're pressing into it. Listen, how come John had favor with Jesus? Jesus, Jesus had a favor. He had, he had three that was rolling with him. Everybody wasn't at the mountain of configuration, was there? How come he didn't take everybody? See, we don't be thinking about this stuff. Right? Because he didn't want to take no one, right, that was going to mess up the atmosphere. Right? Right? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, so we good? We, we, we got to get to talking about the vision at least, all right? We're going to talk about it again on Wednesday too. All right, so God recognizes we were cheated out of true starts. Some of us didn't have true starts. We talked about this a little bit. Some, some people didn't have a proper mantle. Do you know, like, if you start to look uh, back at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the reason why they're mentioned is because, you know, Abraham did some things, got the blessing, passed the man on to Isaac, passed the man on to Jacob who became Israel, the children of Israel. You know, that's the way it's supposed to go, right? It's supposed to be something supposed to be. You're supposed to do it to a place, and then you're supposed to pass that baton, right? Then I first supposed to take that baton, right, take off, run it, right? Run their leg, right? But, but we've been so dysfunctional and disjointed. There's no batons. There's no, nothing being passed. There's, like, you, you wake up. Like, I, I smoke clears. I wake up in, in, a, in a stranger's house, all right? Not dogging the strangers out. Like, got me through my first up to I was 17. But uh, uh, Mr. Taylor, you know, he walked in with his crutches. I'm a kid. You scared me. I thought it was, it was a monster just because he was walking on crutches, right? That, that was, so we called him Grandpa, right? So Grandpa and Nana, those are the people that in my, up until I was 17, I stayed with, right? So immediately, what do you think I'm thinking? Who are these people and why am I here? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was there before I, I, I could process, but when my processor waked up, I'm, something ain't right here. And then, then uh, we have fellowships. It's like I wasn't... I wasn't um, uh, this is my grandson. I was, uh, this is our foster child. You know what that's saying, right? He ain't with us. <laughs> that wasn't the intent. That wasn't the intent. I'm just, I'm, I'm just giving you angles because they're operating off default. They got their grandchildren and they got the foster kid, right? right? Now, I was, a foster, I was with them until I was 17. Nobody adopted me. I had the labor of the foster kid all those years. And so, so, so you know, so eventually I came back with my family but, but my point is this, it's like, you, you're processing through, why me? You know, just like Joseph in a prison, like, okay, I ain't do nothing. Why me? But it doesn't, it wasn't my fault. Guess what? But it was my responsibility. I still had the responsibility to find my way to God, get back on the road to fulfilling purpose. 
I couldn't keep. If they, I can't believe they did this to me. After a while, they done done it. What you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like at first, the stuff that was happening to me was, was caused by their choices. But for a long time, the things that was happening to me is caused by my, my, my choice. So there's situations that we've gone through, right? There's situations that we've gone through, yeah. and, you know, you can, it, it has an f- effect. It has a weight on it, right? Yeah. But guess what? What we go through, is it because of what we went through? It's how we responded. Right? It's how we respond. Ain't it? It's how we respond. So we, 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 we building dirt. Calling other people dirty. Alright, so anyway, let's, let's, let's stay focused here. Alright, so, so God recognizes we, we've been cheated out of a true start, a proper mantle. Um, the passing the torch of purpose. So the way it's supposed to start is you're supposed to fulfill something and then pass the torch. Right? Now, somebody didn't pass the torch to you. Are you going to pass the torch to somebody? Do you even have some, a flame burning? Do you got a torch to pass? So now you're not going to pass a torch, and then the whole time you're bitter because somebody didn't pass you a torch, but you're becoming that person. Because what you despise, you become. Right? You're becoming that person. What you passing? (laughs) That's what God's saying. Stop it. Right. So what God is saying is this year he wants to restore beginning stolen. He wants to restore beginning stolen. And, 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 I, and as, I, as I was meditating on this word, God, I, I could hear God saying, like, God is no longer having it. He's not having none of this. And if you look through the scriptures, you can see how God has been always like, Showing up for the underdog. Like, you know, through my life, uh, obviously I, I'm in ministry, so I love people, and I'm always trying to intercede, and, and, I, I, and I don't like people being stuck in fear and bound and being behind the scenes. Even I worked in youth ministry. If you started in youth ministry, you was in the back. Before some months was by, you was up front and a part of everybody. Because I, would, I wouldn't be so busy just focus on the, you know, the people that everybody's focused on. And if you see around, around here, that's how we roll. And you have some people that are greedy and needy, so they want their attention and everybody else's. So, so, so they'll, 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 and then, and then some people are envious and jealous, so the people that get some focus, they'll say, well, they get all the focus, but they don't see the other people behind the scenes that are coming up. Right? Because they're not comparing themselves to them. They're comparing themselves to the people that's shiny. But around here, everybody's empowered. Right? Everybody's empowered. But, but uh, uh, even the needy and the greedy, you, you know, they get hours of conversations. <laughs> I remember back in the day, we used to, we used to, we used to uh, go out to eat, and I guarantee you people were like, man, they always going out with to eat with the Andersons. And y'all thought those was like, like they was getting inside information. No, they was getting counseling sessions. They, they said this, so I'm not putting them out there. They've actually said, well, we spending some, like, 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 we knew good and well, if we went out with the Andersons, we was going to be there. Uh, we was closing the place, right? <laughs> right? Right. But, but what I'm saying is, yeah, they got inside information from God to, to grow and to become the wonderful couple that they are now, right? But it, but it wasn't like, you know, they got some special favor. Actually, actually we couldn't afford to take nobody out to eat. You know, my salary back then was probably 600 a month. Yeah, so we weren't taking nobody out to eat. We was hoping somebody took us out to eat. <laughs> hey, babe, might be a counseling session, but we're going to get a meal. We're we going to eat today. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> we take everybody out to eat now, but we weren't taking everybody out to eat. It was like, babe, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Micah too. Let's go to Micah. Uh, I said that to say because I've always been an advocate. If you played on my team and somebody was abusing you, for lack of better words, they was about to get a cheap shot from me. Like, ain't that true? Like, back up off my, my guy. You know, you could be in practice. You start throwing elbows. I'm like, I check him. I switch up. I got him. Right? I got him because we're we not, we not having that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I, something was in me was like that. I, got, I think I got that from God. I got that from God. Because God doesn't like seeing us going through that stuff. And it's all through the scripture. Like, like 
Children of Israel cry out, what? Y'all got me twisted. And like he showed up with all types of plagues. He could have just showed up with one. <laughs> he doubled down, tripled down, right? Like the, and then took everybody out in the Red Sea. You thought the plagues was enough? You know, because people died with some of those plagues, with the locusts and, the, and all types of people died, right? With the hail, right? you know, the fire, you know, you know the... Yeah, yeah, people died. That wasn't enough. No, no, we're taking them all out. <laughs> right? Because God is our advocate. He loves us. Right? And uh, so Micah 2, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation, 1 through 3. It says, uh, look, 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 this is the people that are try- that's been stealing what's really ours. He says, what sorrow awaits you who lie awake at night thinking of evil plans? You rise at dawn and hurry to carry them out simply because you have the power to do so. It says, when you, when you want a piece of land, you find a way to seize it. When you want someone's house, you take it by fraud and violence. You cheat a man of his property, stealing, look, his family's inheritance. But this is what the Lord says. I will reward your evil with evil. You won't be able to pull your neck out of, out of the noose. You will no longer walk around proudly, for it will be a terrible time. Oh, something awaits for people that's been taking our stuff. Amen. Right? This year of restoration, you're going to see God's on your side. <laughs> right? You're going to see his goodness is following you. <laughs> right? Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, verses 8 and 9. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, classic, classic Amplified version. That last version was the New Living Translation. Isaiah 61, 8 and 9. So God is describing who he is. He says, for I, the Lord, love justice. I love justice. I hate robbery and wrong with violence or burnt offering. He says, and I will faithfully give them their recompense in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant or league with them. And their offspring, their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants among the peoples. All who see them in their prosperity will recognize and acknowledge that these are the people whom the Lord has blessed. What he's saying is like, I love justice. So not only am I going to bless you, everybody's going to see it. Look, I'm going to prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. Right? That's what God's restoration is about. So, so we need to take our hands off of it. All we need to do is, you sure you want to mess with me? Okay. <laughs> be like, okay. Like, like just, uh, be still and know that I'm God, right? This is uh, Psalm 46, right? Right, so this is what God's trying to do. And I think about this when I, we tell the story. Uh, I know it's, uh, 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 Trina spent a lot of time going through 1 Samuel and, and Kings, uh, kind of really opened her up to just, just God, relationship with God, and, of course, David's relationship with God. But I always tell the story of David from, from the angle of um, no matter what the situation is, we need to inquire of the Lord, good or bad, right? But we don't do that sometimes. We go, oh, surely, you know, somebody come at me wrong. Surely I can come at them because a lot of us that retaliate, no, well, I'm, I'm justified. They came at me, right? Like we think. You know, that's what messes up a lot of marriages. Person do you wrong and you figure you okay to do the same thing. Well, them doing you wrong, they got to deal with the wrath of God. You doing the same thing, you going to deal with the wrath too. You can't go, but they did. That's how we rolling now. Right? You don't get a pass because they foolish. Right? You get a pass because of your obedience. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so 1 Samuel 3, 8. And this is, this is a great uh, story. Uh, some uh, men of God have taught whole messages on the Ziglag experience, right? Right? The zig, the, uh, from the angle of, of, of Ziglag, if you, uh, I taught a message where every little uh, place the prophet went, Bethu and all this, 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 that, and the other. But Ziglag is interesting. So they go out to war, and when they come back, the people had came and took everybody. They didn't kill anybody, but they took their wives, their kids, and their stuff. Now, they go out for victory. They just, David's people was just 
undefeated. So when they come back, their families are gone. Not, no, not, no, not a family. So it's like we're here, church, doing God's will, getting victory in the kingdom. We go back to our house. We left our family there, and they gone, and they were taken. What's our first thought? Oh, our family gone. What time the game come on? Is, is that our first thought? What, what's the first thought, Seth? You, you, that's it? You just going to look for it? Okay. So I'm sorry. I asked the wrong person. Gerard, what's your first thought? Family taken. Yeah, your family taken. What's your first thought? All right, never mind, never mind, because you had a little, like, like you, might, you probably was about to say something. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to blast somebody. But anyway, but, but that's what you process through, right? And that's what David, David used to see in his face. He's like, my first thought? Do you want to know? I don't know if I'm going to be the worshiper after, after this, right? But, but that's what you process through, right? You process through. Oh, that's my baby. You ever something happened to one of your kids? You never asked a question of what really happened? Just the fact that it happened to your kid? You show up at the school looking like an idiot because your kid caused it, right? But you know, but you don't care? You know, it's like, that's my baby, right? You know, you, we got a whole lot of that's my baby people here. So I should, it, it, it should have been a roar. The, the way y'all operate around here? Yeah, y'all go blind when it comes to my baby, right? Right? Y'all want me to like go to each row? Start pointing out situations. <laughs> look, look, Stella's like, no, that's okay. That's me. That's me. I'm on the team. I'm on the my baby team. But, but, but what I'm saying is David and them thought that. And, and so look, 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 stop playing around in here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so David and them thought that. So, 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 so I'm the leader, right? Something happens to all y'all family, right? All right. So I'm thinking it. But I got to like, how do I handle this? But while I'm thinking it, we got, uh, we got stellar flare-ups. What we going to get? We, we going to get my babies, ain't we? You know, we got Tanya flare-ups. Oh, no, we going to get. Uh, the, what's, what's Tanya? You know, all of a sudden, Boston come out with Tanya. We going to get my baby, right? <laughs> Don't Tanya be doing the hand, right? I can't do the neck. but it's, All of a sudden, Boston. Some type of dance, right? Right? Everybody, everybody start, you know. Steph, look, look, she's trying to sit down. Don't, don't call me out, right? You know, everybody got their babies, right? Right? Justina, you know, she's going to get her baby, right? So I got to make a decision with all these flare-ups of my babies. The temptation is, let's go get your babies. Let's go get the babies. No, no, calm down. Calm down. Calm down, Nisha. Nisha, we're going to go get the babies. No, Pastor, you don't understand. The, calm down. With Nisha, we're going to get the babies. That's what, that's what my thought is. But I can't do that. I can't do that. I got to inquire of the Lord. Ah, that's, okay. So first, first Samuel 30, verse 8. It's look, it says, and David inquired of the Lord. All right, 1 Samuel 30, verse 8. I said 1 Samuel 30, verse 8. Hey, 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 hey. Red flag, let's go to the review. I'm just saying. The guys know what I'm talking about. The guys know what I'm talking about. It's a commercial. It's a commercial. <laughs> Let's go back and look at the videotape. All right, all right, all right. First Samuel 30, verse 8. I apologize. All right, it says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Look, shall I pursue this troop? He's asking as if it's an option to go pursue, to go restore what was taken from him. It says, And then he asked this question, Shall I overtake them? The Lord answered him, Pursue. For you shall surely overtake them, look, look, look at this, and without fail, recover all. See, 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 we need to inquire the Lord this, in this pocket for this year. Now go ask, Lord, shall I pursue, overtake it, and the Lord will let you know what he's trying to, to restore in your life, right? I, uh, uh, mom. Mom mentioned this scripture on uh, Wednesday. 
2 Corinthians 7.14, right? She ain't know I had it in my notes, see? Flowing in the gifts. We just kind of flowing in the gifts together, right? Right? It says, if my people that are called by my name will do what? Humble themselves. It's going to take some humility to recover some things, right? Turn what? From their Now, we're wicked. We talk about it around here. Wicker, twisted. Twisted ways. Perverted ways, right? All right, let's go to it. Let's go to it. That's good. Don't, don't take my word for it. It's in the book. All right? Because, again, we're actually crossing onto this, this place where God wants to restore some things and to take possession of those things, we have to do some things. Like when they, when they got into the promised land, right? So 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, look, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Like, he just kept going with the conjunctions. Look, so, so one, we got to humble ourselves. We got to pray. Stay in communion with God. Seek his face. Not run from his face. Not do things that hide us from his face, but seek his face, right? It says, turn from our wicked or twisted ways, right? Remember, remember Lucille yesterday in the play? Did she have some twisted ways? That's, that's your picture of twisted ways, Lucille. Thinking she saved, slipping and dipping. Can't believe you, Lucille. Glad she came to the altar yesterday. <laughs> All right, turn from their wicked ways. It says, look, then, so, so if all this takes place, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Hey, I, I'll heal their life. I'll restore to them. So a lot of times we're carrying around these, these weights and infirmities and this chaos and this craziness and this disharmony, this unfulfillment, because we ain't fulfilling the requirements. But God's saying if we make those adjustments, mom talked about it on Wednesday, right? Right? I, I was patient, even though I know you used the scripture I was going to use. I was patient to talk about it today, right? <laughs> All right, so, so because what God is trying to do, he, it, 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 there's a restoration this year of forfeited inheritance. There's a restoration of forfeited inheritance. See, you know why we out here hustling and thirsty? No inheritance. I know people. I've, 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 I have relationships with people from uh, other countries, and I know people uh, that I've had throughout the years that are uh, close in their life, they actually had an inheritance. So their operation was totally different than mine. <laughs> I'm trying to just get on level ground. They're trying to figure out what they want to do. They're not worried about their resources and things like that because they started with an inheritance. They started with a foundation to build upon. So they didn't start out hustling. They was making choices, ah, I, was, I figured I'd do that for a while, but no, nah, that's not it. I'm going to try to do this now. See, see, we can't do that. We have to make accurate decisions because there wasn't an inheritance that we're starting from, right? So we can actually make a decision, spend 10 years, cost us because of our emotions, stay stuck in the mud because why? You know, it's like, I don't put everything in this. People with inheritance not putting everything in it. They just tested the market. <laughs> you saying, well, man, I wish I started with inheritance. Well, you did. You've just been blinded from it. See, 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 you were born into a situation without an inheritance. Right? Right? With a, with a bad start. But the Bible says you must be born again. So if I'm born again, I actually have a new start. And now I'm part of a new family where I've started with an inheritance. But if I keep chasing the old life, I'm going to miss out on the new inheritance. You see that? <laughs> yeah, if I keep walking around with these blind spots, I'll never see I have an inheritance. That was for you. I slipped that in there, you know. Just <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about except for one other person. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Somebody's like, who's he talking to? None of your business. The person that needs to clear things up so they can get their inheritance. Let's go to Psalm 71, right? Did you get that? 
I wasn't talking to everybody, but some people picked it up too. (laughs) It's all love, y'all. It's all love. Y'all want to get something? Like, I've seen it. I've seen it already. Like, I've seen what God's trying to do. Like, like, and as a, as a, okay, so you guys have kids. You ever, like, know, you set up what you want your, your, your kid to do. So right now you have your granddaughter's house. But you just, and you're like, hey, I want you to do this, that, and the other. And you ever watch her do things that are totally opposite of what you really wanted to do? Now, some things, you know, that grandmaism may come in. But, but again, you've, you've had children. Now you have a grandchild. So you notice how you don't have the same energy with the grandchild that you had with the kids? So the grandchild gets away with things the kids would have never got away with, right? Why? Because sometimes you, you don't want to talk about everything. You know, like, it's like, again, you may find yourself complaining to Marcus or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, your turn. <laughs> you know, like, you might, you, you, why? Because sometimes you, 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 you just can't hit everything. Now, I'm saying that because pastors, we go through the same thing. Like, it's, sometimes it's just... It, it's too much. So you got to let people evolve but feel that sting. You know, I, I worked in youth ministry. I told this story before. I worked in youth ministry. So I grew in the ministry, but then they had a trip to Atlanta and they needed chaperones. So they asked me to go. So I go, I get on the bus. As soon as I stepped on the bus, I was like, what in the world are we doing here? Like, what happened? Because we had everything. Everything was established. Like, just do's and don'ts. They was breaking every rule possible on this bus. And I was overwhelmed, and I just stepped on the bus because I, I wanted to hit this. I wanted to hit that. So I first, hey, hey, man, what you have to, man, don't sit on her lap or, or don't do this. Like, I'm like, man, wait. And then, then the Holy Spirit said, calm down. Just, you're going to go crazy on this bus. The whole trip, you're going to be, don't do that. Hey, stop doing that. Do that. They already have a momentum. Just, just, just calm down. Let them, let them go. We go to the event. On the way back, somebody Y'all know how it was with me. Somebody asked a controversial question, but I guess they were trying to stump the, the, the minister. I was like, oh, opportunity. So I took the question and ended up ministering to everybody on the way back. It was powerful. We had a great time. But the Lord told me, like, you can't put out every fire. It's just overwhelming. But that doesn't mean you're condoning it. You just have to wait for an opportunity where they may be seen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, because like, you don't want to provoke people to wrath. You know, that's the back behind the scenes of how me and Pastor Mel try to roll, right? But we see it. Like, are we serious right now? You, you're going to do that. You're really going to do that. Didn't we just have this conversation? Oh, you, you're a glutton for punishment, ain't you? you? Some things are being stolen from you. Some things you're giving away. You're just giving them away. Yeah. All right. So, so remember, remember Esau, birthright? Yeah. He just gave it away just for, a, a, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just said a morsel. Uh, but, you know, some, you know, oatmeal, cream of wheat, you know, I mean, this wasn't even worth it. Psalm 71. I told you how to go there, right? Did I? Psalm 71, verse 20. And I'm going to read this at the New Living Translation also. Look, look. It says, you have, I'm setting y'all up here. You have allowed me to suffer much hardship. But you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even a greater honor and comfort me once again. So even though it looks like God's allowed something, I can't believe why God let this happen. It's no different than you as a parent, me, me as a pastor, parent, this, that, and the other. You, because it's like it's, you're doing too much. Like you're doing too much. So I'm going to allow it for you to realize so when I come through with what's going to resurrect you, you'll be open to receive it. Because you make an excuse for everything. Right, so, so again, so... so where are we going to be with God this year? Um, I might have to speed this up a little bit, all right? A year of supernatural restoration. God restoring the years. I told you he, he spoke that out in uh, April 15th uh, uh, of... We're in 2023 now. Okay, all right. All right, so, so Galatians, I mean, not Galatians, Genesis 12. Let's go to Genesis 12 real quick. 
And if, if you didn't get them, amen. Uh, if you didn't get it last night, there's a, there's a, I believe they, yeah. Yeah, they handed out the cards with the vision on it and, and a little detail in the back. Um, uh, just in case I don't get to everything today. <laughs> right, you have it. And if you didn't get T-shirts, I mean, they don't cost nobody nothing. You just grab the T-shirt before you leave. Right, just to keep you mindful. All right, Genesis 12, right? This is familiar, but it's going to make sense. Because, because God started, God's always working his plan. So Genesis 12, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. Look, it says, I will make thee a great nation or great people, and I will bless thee, make thy name great. Like, like, like it's all about y'all trying to be behind the scenes. God's trying to make us great. He's trying to make our name great because it's going to draw people to him. He says, I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Right? Amen. Verse 3. He says, and I will bless them that bless thee, curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth, will that include us? All the families of the earth be blessed, right? And so, so the most important thing is, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. <laughs> so he actually made the steps towards God doing what he wants to do. All right, let's go here to Joel. J-O-E-L. Joel chapter 2. All right, we're going to read 25 to 32, but we'll uh, probably highlight 27 and 28. So Joel 2, 25 through 32. All right, so God has, has spoke this blessing out with Abraham, and you know the process Abraham, Isaac, Jacob's going through, you know, to uh, get to the point where you have uh, uh, Joseph. They take Joseph. They send him in a foreign land. Uh, uh, Joseph actually rescues the land by interpreting dreams. He becomes the governor of the land. As he becomes the governor of the land, he brings his family into the land, into Goshen and places like that. They started to grow. The Pharaoh Egypt saw the children of Israel growing. It's like, man, they're growing kind of large. If a king comes and attacks us and they actually decide to join with them, we're going to lose all our, all our labor and all the people doing stuff. So what we need to do is get in their head. We need to put some Willie Lynch laws on them. We need to put some, uh, what is it, 48 laws on them. We need to have them thinking they're less than they are. So let's put some tasks on them. But then they just start growing even more. The more they, 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 they did them wrong, the more they flourish. It says, okay, so what we need to do now is we need to make them do more with less. So now we have them needy that they need us to even do what they do. And then we're going to have them trying to meet our approval and everything they did. So, so they treat them wrong, they, they're barely eaten, and they cry out to God. So, of course, God, what? He's a God of justice. So he shows up, you know, you got the story of Moses. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you know, the Red Sea, all that took place after that, right? And then, you know, but, but God told them, now that I've restored some things, don't bring in the cancer with you. Don't go, don't go into them. Don't, don't be intimate with them, right? Don't be unequally yoked, right? Because if whatever you bring with you has access to you, right? But they didn't listen. They brought them in. So they had people around them that were worshiping other gods. So when they compromised, they started worshiping the same gods. You know, they were drinking, so they drank. They were smoking, so they smoked, right? So now they're, once they started taking on their appetites, that became their appetite, and they lost their appetite for what God had for which was their inheritance and their provision, right? Amen. Right? So now they're saying, well, we want judges. They didn't need judges. They, all they needed to be is flow of God's system, right? God gave them judges. We want kings. God gave them kings. That's how they got Saul, who lost his mind, right? Right? This is the process they're going through. So people, so as they, they got these people in place that sometimes are obedient and sometimes not, people start losing their minds. It's like with church these days. Some people are obedient, some people are not. I'm talking about as leaders, some people lose their mind. But sometimes we don't even vet it because we ain't all in, so we can't even see if somebody's lost their mind. We're just showing up for, you know, I went to church today. Not knowing, like, it's painfully obvious this person's not living for the Lord. 
You know, but then when you get hurt, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe you were so blind you didn't see that. That's what God is saying. All right, all right let's, let's stay with me. Stay with me, okay? All right, well, I'm going there because mommy and daddy went there. That's why Abraham was told to leave his brother and his kindred because he was doing what mommy and daddy was doing. That's supposed to be an obedient to what God told him to do. Okay, all right, so here you have, um, they go through all this process where they start losing their focus in their mind, and so now they're losing their inheritance all over again. Right? And so, so here in Joel uh, 25, we can read the whole thing, but it says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, and the cankerworm and the caliper and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent to you. We'll get into why they gave those designations um, in the future teaching, but not today. And he says, and you shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. Because that's what the goal of, of eating in plenty and being satisfied is. You appreciate it and you glorify God, right? And other people come to God too. Does that make sense? It says, um, it says glorify your God that has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. He said, I don't care how it looks. My people shall never be ashamed. It says, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel or my people and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. Repeat it again. He doubled down on never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It says, and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions, Right? And, and also the servants upon the handmaidens and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days I will pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, pillar and smoke, and the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. So he's saying that I'm pouring out my spirit and some things are going to happen. He says we'll never be ashamed. See, a lot of situations we're in now, we feel embarrassed and ashamed. Like, we don't put it on display. But God's saying, hey, you, you my people. I got you covered. But I got you covered. You got to stay in the pocket with me, right? Uh, Jeremiah 30, 17 says, for I will restore health to you. I will restore I, and I will heal your wounds, saith the Lord, because, you, because they have called you an outcast, saying, oh, this is Zion, whom no one seeks after and for whom no one cares. He said, they're calling you somebody that nobody seeks after and no one cares. He said, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm changing that up. I'm, I'm changing it up to a person everyone will seek after and everyone will care about. Right? You don't have to be thirsty no more. So God, what God is saying this year, he's going to give us a true start, like a true start, right? That's why earlier this year, uh, we talked about refuge to restoration. Those who have begun in refuge will be a catalyst for restoration of my kingdom. So, because I've, 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 remember he, had, he always had a remnant, right? He always had a remnant. He always had those that were set apart that, that nobody was seeking after because nobody see him. Nobody valued because they was behind the scenes. Remember we talked about how to elevate behind the scenes? We all, we, we done built up to this, right? Right? What he was saying is like, you think you was just going to live in that refuge or behind the scenes or in that cave or in isolation? No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing you for such a time as this, right? For such a time as this. And, and so there's periods of time in life where it seems like isolation, but it really is rest, right? It really is rest. You know, uh, what they did back in uh, Ex Exodus 23, you can read it uh, for yourself. Well, I'll read it. <laughs> Exodus 23 10 through 12. And so, so uh, a day is like a thousand years to God, but a lot of times there's, there's periods of time in our life where, where we're toiling and we're going through stuff for a particular time, or sometimes we have momentum in our life, and then there's, there's seasons of isolation where we can lock into God. But we're so antsy, we can't sit still and know God. Be still and know them, God, Psalm 4610. No, we can't fear not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because we're so anxious, we're constantly moving, and we're moving out of his presence, Exodus 14, 13, and 14, right? Right, we're constantly moving. But there's a, there's a period in, in your life where you think, it, you call it boring because you don't understand God's system. 
No, no, it's actually time for you to lock in with God. Even when David went through the Damascus, uh, not David, uh, Paul went through the Damascus experience, there was a time where he spent with God. He was behind the scenes, right? Because God knows when I take you to where I'm taking you, the platforms I take you to, I have to be your default because there's going to be opportunities coming up. And you're going to have to make purpose decisions, not opportunity decisions. If you're all over the place now, how do you think you're going to be if God puts you on a greater platform? If you barely can get a little bit of money and spend time with God, what are you going to do when you get a lot of money? Think about it. it like, like right now, it's, 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 we think money is, now I can do all the things I want to do. No, now I'm in a position where I can be obedient to what God wants me to do. So God's saying, now, what do you think? So if I, if I just gave you millions now, what you going to do? I'm talking about millions. I ain't talking about millions where you've already spent millions and you really only got about $2,000 to your name, you know. You know, when you profit and loss, right? That, that's not, there's plenty of people with millions, but, they, but they're $3 million in debt. So that means they really are worth what? Minus millions, <laughs> Right? We're talking about, I give you millions, it's surplus. Oh, you're going to be up at Bible study fellowship in the morning? Well. All of a sudden, we ain't got time for Bible study fellowship in the morning, right? You, you, you're going to, if you come to service, you're going to tithe? I can't tithe millions. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. God said, okay, well, no problem. I'll just lower your income. And then that way you would tithe less. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying, think about it. We, we keep talking about what we're going to do. But God is saying, I'm going to restore, give us a fresh start. Are we going to do God? Do you understand when you be saying, yes, God hears you? All right, so now, think about the times you said yes and you didn't do it. You know God heard you, right? Yes. <laughs> how, how you do it? Whatever you tell me, how you do it? Wherever you tell me to go. I'll say, yeah. how's she do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I can't say like Pastor Mel. All right, so let's go to, where did I tell you go? Oh, Exodus uh, 23, 10 through 12. It says, in six, and in six years thou shalt sow thy land and shall gather in the fruits thereof, right? Come to a place of restoration, there's a time to gather, right? He says, he says but in the seventh year thou shalt let it rest and lie still. It says that the poor of thy people may eat, and what they leave the beast of the field shall eat. In like manner, thou shalt deal with thy vineyard and with thy olive garden. Six days thou shalt do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thy ox and thine ass may rest, and, and, and the son of thy handmaiden and the stranger may be refreshed. What it's saying is, is there, there, there's a time to grind, but there's a time to just rest in the Lord. That's always our reset, Right? All right, so let's look at this. Uh, this is Deuteronomy. I can't read all this. Well, I can read all this, but it will take too much time. So I'm going to give it to you, Deuteronomy 15, 1 through 11. Uh, and this is where at the, end of the, at the end of six years, on the seventh year, it says, uh, you may cancel the debts of everyone who owes money. Rest. So, so there's a period of time uh, that we were calling boring when that was our opportunity to restore to rest and restore, to get ready for the next level of what we're going to. So what God is saying, you have to give things time to heal and then plan again. So this year of restoration is the time we're supposed to be planting again. Now, the only reason you went through anguish because you wasn't resting in your time of rest. You were anxious and, and, and you know, you had anxiety, but you're supposed to be resting. So you, you extended the rest process. Because God was waiting for us to rest in him. So you notice when you start to, I heard Miesha was saying this when she was exhorting, 
just about the goodness of God and all the, how good God has been in her life. Well, he finally got her to rest in him. Right? I know they, they sang rest on us. Right? But now, now look, at, look at some of us that's been recently going through some crazy stuff. Remember when you rested in him and look what you was going through. Now, you don't want to go through. I probably need to. I'm a, we're going to figure out a way to do this, Marcus. Like our after party, because on Wednesdays and, and, and after uh, what? Uh, no, uh, 915, we come up and people comment. We grab the mics and they comment. Or when they come to the altar, they comment, right? We probably need to capture those moments. Because some of y'all that are looking at God like he's crazy. If I show you what you've been saying over these years, or when you was rolling, when, you know, man, ever since I started tithing, ever since I started giving, ever since I started being obedient to God, it's just, man, God is, God is awesome. Where is the awesome God now? He's, is he the same God or are you the same person? See, when you were resting in him, that's when things start happening. So God is trying to restore us to that place, right? Don't, I'm, I'm not saying that to put nobody down. I'm saying it's almost like a, uh, who said it? Who said the awakening this week? Somebody, no, somebody said, oh, it was me, right? Didn't you say you come to the, she came to the mic and said the vision should be to, to be awake or something like that. Yeah, that was me, right? All right, so, so, so you give things some time to heal. You know, that's what Jubilee was about. Every seventh year of rest, uh, when they was relieving people of burdens and resetting things, seven times seven is 49, and the fifth year was the year of Jubilee, right? You know, and, and so, so we were brought into this place for a particular time. If you go back and look at the core values or read through even the website, uh, Air Christian Center Church is a place of refuge. And, and, and this, is, this is what it says on the website. God has established our ministry as a refuge, a safe place where people can heal, become whole, strengthen themselves, and fulfill their purpose, right? And fulfill their purpose. So what God is saying is this will be a year of rejuvenation. But he's saying something. He, told, he said this in, in, in May 6, 2022. He said, gear up for my glory. He said, gear up for my glory this year. It's a, re, a time of a rejuvenation, but gear up for my glory. Now, Joshua 3, 5, before God was about to do wonders, he said, hey, sanctify yourselves. I'm about to do wonders among you. Set yourselves apart. Because what he's saying, if I do the wonders and you're not set apart, if you haven't sanctified yourself, the same wonders that are shown up to be a blessing can take you out. Because the anointing that produces it is the burden removing yoke, destroying power of God. And if you carrying burdens and yokes, you and you're attached to them. Not that they try to attach themselves to you. You're attached to the burdens and yokes. You're living in these things. Well, the anointing can destroy the burdens and yokes with you along with it. Because your heart is not with me. Your heart is with the twisted. So you can actually get unintentionally taken out with the twisted. So where's your heart, right? So sanctify yourselves. So as I do these wonders, they're a benefit to you and not a destruction to you, right? I said just real quick and, you know, because uh, you have it on your, your car, and we'll talk about this in the upcoming weeks. You know, as it relates to marriage, uh, God was talking about a year of restored love, forgiveness, patience, and passion. See, at my son's wedding, when I spoke, I said, one of the things that benefited me after having my son, my son taught me how to love because he wasn't always being loving. So I never had to use that type of love, and it really showed me what love was really about, right? And so when you really start to operate in love, it's not about you, right? And it's not, it's not I'll give people what they deserve. You're giving people what they need. Forgiveness is not, it's, you know, I don't want this person to get, to get over that's not your job. Your job is to make sure you don't have that poison bleeding through you. And being patient, like, you know, we talk about this in marriage council. We're, going to, we're shifting our, uh, our relationship boot camp to April this year. But, but patient communication, to be able to talk things through, not jump to conclusions. We're around a lot of people that jump to conclusions, right? 
And then passion, like restored passion, right? So God's going to restore the pursuit for husbands. Husbands sometimes lose their pursuit. You're pursuing the person until you get to them, and then you're like, once you get your goal, you forgot how to pursue, right? But he's also going to restore the wife's desire to be pursued. Because sometimes we just shut down the whole flow. None of us for marriages. I'm just saying this for marriages. Uh, Family, extended family, friends, and all those connected. This would be a year of addition, multiplication, and harvest. Now, this was spoken into our life in October 7th, uh, 2022, by the Salinas when we were in Arizona. And as soon as I heard it, it locked right in. The Lord said, that's a part of the vision, right? Addition, multiplication, and harvest. More people coming into the kingdom. More people coming into the fold. Um, God uh, just multiplying some things in our family and a harvest of souls, right? This is the keto. This will be a year where pieces will be put in places. Pieces in places. You know, we might, I keep saying I'm revisited the first message ever taught, but there's a place for your grace. So a lot of times, you, your Bible says, they that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Well, you can't be, be in the wrong place and flourish because you're in the wrong climate to flourish. So, so sometimes we're not flourishing because we're not planted in place. You know, Psalm 92, 13, right? So we have to, so pieces and places, and there's some, there's some, we've had a grace for maybe some pieces not being in place. Uh, I don't know when we talked about that. It was a Bible study fellowship or something just, uh, oh no, it was a guy talk. You know, we just talked about, uh, uh, we talked about teams, right, and how everybody playing their role, right? So this is year where pieces will be in place, so hopefully you're a piece that's supposed to be in place. But that's how it relates to family and friends. And then, um, Desires. God said this in August 14th, 2022. He says, this would be a year of blessing on blessing. Blessing on blessing. So we read that in Genesis 12. Uh, uh, he said, we'll be a blessing to be a blessing. So blessing on top of blessing, on top of blessing. So we have to be in place. So it's a, this should be a year of a harvest of the fruits of seed sown. So a lot of times, you know, you sown seeds like there's ever going to be a harvest for that. Many will be giving back the love we've sown into their lives. God was showing me that October 6, 2022. So a lot of times, you know, some of us, uh, Marcus, some of us have been giving out a lot of love, a lot of care, a lot of energy, almost, and it seems like it's being taken for granted. But God's saying this would be a year where, where, where it'll be uh, exceedingly abundantly above restored back to you. Like, like, like all of uh, that you give out, and some of us have crossed over into a default which was a part of our life, uh, Pastor Melanie, but God is saying this will be a year where it, it's, it's going to come to you in droves. Like you'll be, you're going to be shocked at all the lives that you even forgot about, um, how they're going to return to you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. All your diligence, all your effort, you know, sometimes being misunderstood, sometimes people even being frustrated because you're trying to love them. Oh, no, it wasn't in vain. It's, it wasn't in vain. It's, it's going to be beyond your belief. Um, all right, that's all. Stand on our feet. We'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some more on Wednesday.